Hey guys, uh, before we start, just wanted to give you a heads up that this episode was recorded uh, in the imme- like immediately we finished recording and it was announced that uh, the jury had reached a verdict. So we don't know what the verdict is. We still don't as as we're recording this pre-roll saying letting you know that this is a time capsule, but you will obviously know what the verdict is. So just FYI, you're hearing us coming from a different world before the verdict was read. Thanks. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 181, Episode 3 of Daily Zeitgeist, the production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Wednesday, April 21st, 2021, 42121. It's all happening. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I don't want to be an expert no more. I'm not an expert. I just talk a lot. My punishing self-doubt doesn't slow me at all. All right. That is courtesy of Work Week, uh, a.k.a. at Rap Bohemian. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. In honor of the abomination that is the Peon Pooper League, it's the teams competing Liverpool, FC, Chelsea, Puventus, Pial Mierda, Rottenham Hotspur, Barcelona, Manchester Poonited, Manchester Shitty, WC Milan, Atletico Madrid, Interred Milan, and Farsenal coming wow. together to fuck up the sport. And as we like to say, the Gooners don't like them. Fuck the Cronkies. Fuck the Cronkies. Wow. Uh, because... That's we got. I got a lot of energy right now. One thing, I, <laughs> yeah. One of the things I had going for me were this was this one sport that was barely totally screwed up by capitalism, right? And then they come along. They don't even have commercials. Like what? That that's going to be the first uh, thing oh. that they change is that they're going to be like, all right, timeout. Dude, uh, it's gonna be like Cristiano Ronaldo's kicking a soccer ball, and it like explodes into like a bunch of like fucking you know sidewinder missiles that hit a fucking plane or something. It's gonna be yeah. stupid if it even happens. Because right now it seems like some of the clubs are getting cold feet uh, because they did not realize no one wanted it. Right. But I guess that's and you want hot feet in in soccer because you, you want the hot your, foot. Everybody your, knows that yeah. you got to have the hot. Feet. You don't want the cold foot. <laughs> you don't want the cold uh, foot. You got to have the. Hot is that foot. even a saying in soccer? Nope, hot no, foot? Not yeah. at all. But I like it. Well, in basketball, there's the hot hand. And Absolutely. speaking of which, uh, Steph Curry uh, stuck his red hot hand up the ass of the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and yeah. it was still I was just like damn yeah yes sir I was giving him a standing o from my couch that dude uh is he's, uh, he's good huh this guy's he's good he's got he's got a demon as someone once put it on twitter <laughs> Steph's got a demon that's that's all there is uh, to, to it Seth, um, how many points does Seth get 15 oh, <laughs> 15 okay. to 49 so 15, you know 49 yeah but but a lot of the a lot of uh Steph's 49 points came like right in his brother's grill just like <laughs> right in his face <laughs> i saw the memes that Josiah Johnson was posting about uh the, their mom getting real upset for doing that to his brother it was it was mean it was not it was not a uh, fair um but nothing about that dude is fair just the the Wait. most gorgeous basketball player most gorgeous shot, 
uh, his body control, his footwork. That's what we're going to be talking about this entire hour. No, sorry. Uh, sorry for rhapsodizing about Steph Curry, but it is unbelievable. And he's going to be a Laker. Uh, no, he's not. I know. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, Miles, we are so excited to be joined by today's guest. He mm-hmm. is the hilarious, the brilliant, 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 <laughs> <laughs> all of it, uh, you know. He works outside of the bounds of uh, the English language. He is Ryan Singer, a.k.a. Bad Moon Rising. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. And Steph Curry, the most piercing, beautiful eyes of any basketball player. It is one of those things where it's like, oh, you just got it all. And he can golf. Even when he chews on that mouthpiece, I'm like, oh. Yeah, what yeah. Is it about you, Steph. His golf it's, swing is prettier than PGA players' golf swings. Like it's like really, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. Like, are we talking Tyler Tiger Woods? Tyler Woods level? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely Tyler Woods. Have you guys heard even... about this Tyler Woods guy? <laughs> <laughs> so we're saying he's on par with this Tyler Wood guy, huh? That feels uh, like an Adam Sandler like spinoff movie, like you know, like Happy Madison, yeah. like Tyler Woods shows up. Yeah, uh, I love the <laughs> adding on or removing an S from the end of a last name that doesn't. Oh, yeah. That's like the old black grandparent thing. Tyler Wood. Yeah. Or yeah. just yeah, changing something to possessive or plural. Right. My uh, dad calls Brad Pitt Brad Pitts. Uh, oh, well shit. Known. <laughs> Steph Curry that. has that arm straight in the Isn't that beautiful? Swing. Isn't it? Like, That's he's not know. as good a golfer as like a PGA golfer, sure. but like he makes it look better than them. He yeah. respects the form. Good yes. for him. He respects our wonderful golf courses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Her necessities. Yes. Uh, important to any community to just have that dividing line where uh, right. big business goes to make decisions about to plot the future. against working people. Yeah, exactly. Ryan, what what's new with you, man? Where where are you? You in LA? I'm in uh, Dayton, Ohio right now hey! with, the, uh, with the family. With the Flyers. With the Flyers. Oh, man, the Flyers had the national championship wrapped up a year ago. COVID took away the number one seed from the UD Flyers in the NCAA men's basketball tournament last year. But, hey, yeah, we know in our heart of hearts that the Flyers would have, you know, been cutting down the nets uh, out of the 60, what is it, 68 now or 66? Yeah, 68, I think. 68, so. Yeah. One short of being cool. But anyway, yeah, so the Flyer pride is strong as ever around these parts. Uh, so it's always yeah. nice to come back and, you know, see all that. But, uh, yeah, just uh, hanging out here. Jack, you were giving blood offerings, right? Around maybe that the, time? Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> the karma, maybe the karma would have been better <laughs> if you guys uh, hadn't put for sale signs on my family's front por- <laughs> front yard <laughs> and literally run me out of town when I was 11 years old. You better you know, Come on. Look what you did to him. <laughs> you became a podcaster because of that. I don't know. You know, and to be fair, I was not for that decision. Uh, right. You, hey, the, if you remember, was, Jack, uh, I took some of the signs off your yard. Right. <laughs> right after put I put them, I felt bad when yeah, I put yeah. my staked them in the ground. I was like, you know what? This doesn't feel right. This yeah. kid's 11 and he's crying in the window. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like the one thing this, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come off as talking badly about where I grew up, but it is one of the, let's just say one of the biggest things that people around here, uh, you know, really get, take pride in and get fired up. It's like the Wright brothers, 
Yeah, um, the Wright and brothers, it's, and it's the Flyers. It should who be are funk music after. too. Funk yeah, music right? was born in Dayton. Exactly, and there's there's you know I think the knowledge of that like once people realize it, then it, it kind of clicks in for them. But yeah. the, like there's a statue downtown somewhere of an ice tray. Uh huh. Be, uh, like an ice cube tray because uh-huh. I think the person who invented the ice cube trays from here. Uh-huh. Oh, you love there's it. this weird ice cube. It's like, actually, there's a guy in North Carolina who claims that he invented it. And there's yeah. <laughs> just like the Wright brothers. <laughs> yeah. right. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> well, no, because uh, it, the Wright brothers, the Wright there's brothers, like, right. yeah, a controversy over whether it's Dayton or uh, North Carolina. Not really controversy. It's just they both lay claim to the legacy. Of yeah. And flight. that argument plays out on the license plates uh, of each yeah. state as uh, I think uh, first in flight is North Carolina and birthplace of aviation is Ohio. So it's, it's a real. Ohio's got some definite claims to just aviation greatness. Like most of the uh, early astronauts and like a lot of the people, first people to do anything in the sky, were all from Ohio. It's just randomly like a very, a hotbed for i think because people just want to get the fuck out of there so they're just <laughs> yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's like please let me leave ohio and rock it into the sky uh, in the most dramatic fashion possible emo phillips has the best joke about dayton ohio i've ever heard in my life <laughs> is, he from, someone, is he from dayton no he's not and that's what makes it even <laughs> crazier <laughs> I'm not going to do my Emo Phillips voice because it would be doing him disservice. But he says he opens his set like this was years ago. I saw him at Wiley's Comedy Club downtown Dayton, and he just opens up. He gets on stage. He opens up. He goes, Dayton, Ohio, the birthplace of white flight. And Uh, it was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) And the white audience was just like, wait, what'd you say? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) He was just like, okay, too real, Um, even though, you know, Nemo yeah. is surreal. Okay, but. fuck it. Let's talk about the Pine Club, huh? What's up with that steakhouse, huh? Isn't that pretty good? <laughs> we can do some local material then. What's up with when hot I, burritos? When I lived in Dayton, the things that uh, we had Clint to lay claim to was, uh, well, the Flyers were, there, there was a reason people were putting signs on our front porch. The Flyers sucked when my dad coached there. They were they were really bad. So we had other things that hey, we had Hey, don't defend to, your tormentors, Jack. No, no, they, they were right. guy. No, they were right. My family sucked. <laughs> we should have moved before. We should have lived. We should have left sooner. We shouldn't even came. <laughs> but uh, the, there was a lot of people claim that Dayton was the uh, murder capital of America. Is that a thing that you remember, Ryan? At that yeah, time, like I remember per capita, we we actually have the highest murder rate. Like that was like a cool thing to claim. It's like yeah, it's ebbed and flowed too. Like Dayton still has a little bit of. I mean, the opioid crisis here is. Like the heroin problem yeah. is, is pretty substantial. And there's like this weird sense of pride. Like, yeah, we do our, we, you know, um, but like, I remember the murder uh, capital thing. I remember also the drug capital of the country because Interstate right. 70 and 75, they intersect. That's in, right. That's uh, the war. <laughs> so it's like, that's where all that's the, the drugs... second sentence after. Yeah, I'm from Dayton. Oh, yeah, we're murder capital of the world. But, you know, it's because the two interstates uh, cross right there. And yeah, so, all the drifters uh, and serial killers and drug traffickers, they all come through Dayton. You know, right. they uh, they all they yeah. all have their picture on the wall at the uh, Marion's Pizza and uh, or the, oh, or the Pine Club. Yeah, Marion's Pizza. But, yeah, I remember a lot of that, like, yeah. like that weird downtrodden pride almost like you can step on us, but we're not dying. Yeah. It's that kind of like that Midwestern yeah. pride of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Little Miami, Detroit. like white people from Youngstown, right. they got the same energy too. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> a like, lot of Youngstown, man. This shit ain't a game. I'm like, whoa, okay. I've talked to other people who have who said that their town like laid claim to something similar, like murder capital of mm-hmm. like the the region or something like that. So, yeah, there is like a sort of fucked up pride that I think when you're from a town that. I don't know. Most people haven't heard of. That's like a, you just anything to put you on the map. Yeah. yeah. And I've always had this theory that the less and I don't this. I'm going to come off like an asshole, I think. But the less you accomplish as a person, the further away your pride gets. Right. Like like if I've never accomplished anything. Oh, I got an uncle. You know, I got an uncle who was famous for blah, 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 blah. But if you don't have an uncle, <laughs> oh, right, right. you know, now you got like, oh, right. there's a guy from my hometown who invented the ice cube tray. But if there's nobody from your hometown, it's like, well, Ohio's the birthplace of flight. And then if you don't have anything, you're like, well, <laughs> right. America's the best country. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, well, there's nothing in America to be proud about. So it's like, well, you know, the Western right. hemisphere is, is really killing yeah, it yeah. out here. Western and, Europe. Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, so it's like the further away you get from like your, I guess it's like Kevin Bacon accomplishments, like how many degrees of separation are you away from pride uh, is what you take it at. Six degrees of Dayton. Six Six degrees degrees of Kevin Dayton. (laughs) Right Pat Air Force Base. That's the big thing in Dayton. And we'll we'll probably talk about aliens later, but like, boom. I mean, we all know what happens down there. Yeah. Most people who are born and raised in Dayton are at least like, you know, 20% extraterrestrial because of right pet you know oh hell yeah we we know it's in the water we know what they do to us when when we're being delivered in the miami valley hospitals (laughs) (laughs) being beamed up to that research vessel yeah you don't think that they're putting a little alien dna in there you're crazy man uh all right but before we get to any of that we're gonna tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about trump is giving us the little head fakey he's went on hannity to talk about his future uh we'll talk about this focus group that was like how do we get you trump voters to want to get vaccinated we'll talk about the wall street journals a very particular flavor of the uh america's bracing for the Derek chauvin murder trial verdict uh we'll talk about britney's instagram post uh we'll talk about gop outrage and how it's hitting different these days and of course we'll talk about what's going on in the world oh ufos Uh, all of that plenty more but first ryan we like to ask our guest what is something from your search history i started using duck duck go i don't know if you know that search engine but um Mm -hmm. and stay off the grid I had to Google, how do I find my search history? Or I had to duck, duck, go. <laughs> how do I find my search history? And it, it brings up nothing. But I do know that I recently, uh, I, as of last night, I said, uh, what's this documentary about Bigfoot killing pot farmers? Uh, that was the, the last search I did. <laughs> There's a Hulu series oh apparently God. about uh, pot farmers being murdered, and it, it, <laughs> people are saying it was Sasquatch. So I googled that uh-huh. to try to like, find that. Is the are they leading with that? They're like this documentary is about the Sasquatch murders of like weed Humboldt growers, County? or like that's uh, when you County. start watching it, it starts being like. Apparently it's a twist. Apparently it's a classic documentary twist. They went to just to try to do a true crime documentary on these uh, pot farmers that were murdered 
I think it was in the nineties. I like, I, I haven't watched it yet, but, and then the twist sure. is that it's, it turns out that it's Sasquatch who murdered them. What did that, they fuck? This sounds that, like a Netflix algorithmic product <laughs> where they're like, dude, stoners <laughs> love fucking weird shit. Like I have to foot. say, Ryan, you pulled the exact same shit on me at a live show back when <laughs> we did the uh, monthly UCB live show. Uh, there was like a, some mystery, like the, the theme was each comedian comes up and presents a mystery, like underrated mystery. And it man, was you had scary, right? Going. It was scary. Everyone was like on the edge of their seat. And then you were like, and then they described this ammonia smell. And I was like, wait a second. And then you're like, and it was like a skunk ape smell. And I was like, ah, he got me again with the Bigfoot shit. Well, you know, that was from the missing 411 books, by the way. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which uh, neither, you know, asserts nor denies that uh, Bigfoot may be involved in all the missing people cases but but the guy is clearly a bigfoot uh believer and a researcher but so it's like back when uh bill o'reilly was acting like he wasn't conservative you remember those days mm-hmm. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. on his on of... his show yeah so uh but yeah i got to, yeah but I, I gotta watch this documentary series you know me I, i'm in on that so i gotta i gotta see what this uh yeah. what this series is all but i just don't think i mean knowing bigfoot like i do <laughs> can you imagine someone meaning like <laughs> right. genuinely saying knowing bigfoot in the way i do i just don't see them killing pot farmers but um right that, that was yeah. the last thing i googled i see them like eating the crops or something yeah right like uh-huh. a nuisance thing but i don't see them especially not because these people were shot to death so i don't know how you know where bigfoot's getting armed so uh, oh, were they well, shot yeah, to death? I don't even know how they were murdered. No, okay. no. I'm just saying, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just like that idea. Like, yeah, man, I think it's Bigfoot. They're like, they were shot to death. Uh, they've, they've developed the ability to there was a drive by a shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're like, this was, I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure this was ATF or the DEA. Like, right. this is this is actually some kind of extra legal hit that I think that's a bigger story than blaming this right. on Sasquatch. No, no, man. The whole thing is sponsored, clearly sponsored by the DEA. They're like, and then Bigfoot burst through the door shouting DA, DA, and firing yeah. shotgun blasts. So what we believe like a- is Bigfoot was yeah able to attain this firearm through using a fake ID and email address <laughs> to support yeah. a background check. Like, in a strongly democratic <laughs> voting county, they uh, right. that's yeah. where they got this stuff because there there wasn't proper ID check and the uh, yeah because that's what liberals want, I guess. That'd be funny if Bigfoot was a false flag. Like they just start, yeah. they start, they start. They I, think not, I don't Bigfoot. think we're too far off, <laughs> Ryan. I think I think you just stumbled on the. Uh, a, a screenplay you and I need to work on together where Bigfoot's a false flag and all the missing people are being raised on in some compound for some nefarious purpose. And by the reptilians, yeah, let, let's work on that. Yeah. Or by just the, by, of course. Just of course, by, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we, I haven't, I haven't figured out exactly why. I don't know. Okay, look, the okay. dolphin people may come back to <laughs> reprimand us for abusing the light technology that we got from the Atlanteans. I don't know. That's yeah. why there's oceans. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated, Brian? Okay, I'm gonna take a lot. I'm gonna take a lot of flack for this, but Uh-oh. the number one most overrated thing uh, that I can think of right now is probably it's got to be cantaloupe plus that other greenish blue one, whatever that melon is. Uh, what's honeydew? that melon? Honeydew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honeydew. 
cantaloupe and honeydew. Honeydew's probably the worst named fruit <laughs> for how it tastes. But those yeah. melons, watermelon, I like watermelon, but for the most part, melon is, mm-hmm. is overrated. You know, it's just it's jamming up space. It's a space filler and fruit salad. It's uh, it's yeah. not it's up to no good. It doesn't taste good. It's just it, that's how you're getting weight. Um, you're it's filler. It's filler fruit, and it, nobody likes yeah. it. Do either of those fruits make you guys' mouths itch? Yeah, I get it. Makes a, my it's mouth like, itch. I wonder if there's a lot. Of, I, that happens with potassium heavy foods like oh, bananas. Do that to yeah. me. Avocados will do that. Huh. Yeah, I get a little little throat itch, but yeah, it's absolutely the I remember like my parents like I don't know if like that with the 80s cantaloupe just exploded or something, but I feel like that was like all the fruit that I would see being put in front of me. Like in my mm-hmm. house, my grandparents' house, fucking school plate lunches, there was some fucking cantaloupe element yeah. and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this? this cantaloupe with cottage cheese? Yeah. It was Yeah, now cottage cheese uh, with was, pineapple or peaches. I'm on board. I'm yeah. on board with that combo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a really good melon uh, that I think, like, it's at Korean grocery stores. I think it's just, like, they refer to it as, like, musk melon. Yeah. It's, like, crunchy and crispy, and it, it's in the same world as that, but, like, the, the flavor is just a little bit, I don't know, fresher and brighter. Uh, I recommend that. That's worth checking okay. out. But, yeah. For for sure, I I think uh, a generation has been ruined on cantaloupe and uh, fruit salad purveyors know it, but they they just put it in there anyway. Yeah. They keep doing it, and it's it's unconscionable. I think it's probably because of it. Yeah, yeah. I, unfortunately, I think it may be because of its structure, because just like a fucking styrofoam, like wet piece of styrofoam, <laughs> like it'll last in a plastic cup for a week in a refrigerated shelf. So you're like, I don't yeah, know, I think it's true. fresh. Yeah. I mean, you can put some Won't apples in there. You're like, oh, <laughs> you know, that's cut. I'm like, no, fuck this. So yeah. I think it's it's the way that these greedy pre-fruit cup, the pre-made fruit cup manufacturers get away with giving us this non-fresh nonsense because this melon just lasts longer. I, I see right through it. You know, it's, yeah. it's clear. Nice try, assholes. Yeah. It's an edible uh, magic eraser. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it very well could be a actual magic eraser or actual piece of painted styrofoam. Nobody has eaten the cantaloupe in, in fruit salads in 20 years, so nobody knows. They could just mm. be, yeah. What is something you think is underrated? Now, in that same vein, I think a fruit that doesn't get nearly nearly the attention it deserves uh, on the hierarchy of delicious fruits is mango. I mean, you just don't, mm. maybe it's because it's a little more difficult to get the right mango, but mango yeah. is number one. I mean, I, I'll never forget the first time I had a mango. I didn't know how to eat it. So I kind of tried to bite it and I was like 32 oh. years old and I like, I tried to bite it <laughs> and then I tried to like peel it like an orange. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and then I tried to cut it and like, you know, like when you get the bees, when you, uh, you're playing baseball and you hit a, you don't have the grip tight and it's cold outside and like, uh, and you hit a foul ball or right. something like I, I oh, tried yeah, to no, take a no knife through it and the I was bees, do, 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 I like because of the, the big core seed in the middle, uh, but stone, then, yeah. stone fruit, baby, you got to watch oh, out. But once I got into it, once I figured out how to get into it, oh, my life was never the same. I'm never the same since yeah. having that first mango. Mm. I remember having one, you know, in, in that was ripe and pre-prepared i had a similar thing where like there was this i was at like a ralph's or something they had mangoes and i bought one big mistake 
because their fruit, the produce, their level is just like not right. And it wasn't until I went to a farmer's market and like someone had them and I learned it's like, no, you, because I, I was like, I don't know how to pick these things. He's like, you, you, you want something that's stinking. Like you can right. smell it through the wrapper when, or the, the skin when you know the mango's ready. And I got that farmer's market mango and I was fucking off to the races. Mm. Oh, I love mango so much. Crunchy, crunchy mango, like when it's not fully right, can be good too. It's like a little bit more sour. It's a different proposition. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a, a unripe, a green banana where it'll like fuck up with, fuck your digestion up. Uh, it, it's still pretty good. And a green banana will do that. It messes up your digestion. I feel like it does. And that could just be based on something my you mom told me to keep eating. me from eating all the bananas before they were ripe when I was a kid, but yeah. Like something's wrong with him. Someone tried to scare someone tried to scare the hell out of me about eating bananas. Someone who doesn't like bananas, by the way. So I think there might be a hidden agenda. But Classic. I don't know. Tell me if you've ever mm -hmm. heard this about like the like the the poisonous in deadly insect living in the tip of a banana. Are, are you? Have you heard this what story? Oh, that's no, a lie. That is so wild. Have you heard that? <laughs> what that the? Who told you this? Yeah, someone who hates bananas. Someone who hates bananas. That's purely. That is something that I like because I hate that little like hard thing at the tip of the banana. I don't think anybody likes that, and everybody's like scared of accidentally eating it. Like the little wait, uh, what thing? The little like Audi belly button at the tip of a banana. Yeah, it's like, like a toenail brown. Yeah, it's oh, like okay. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like a broken toenail. Hard. Yeah, it's kind of gross. And I like I definitely like ate one of those when I was a kid. I used to eat bananas whole, like ra uh, wrapper, peel and all. Uh, I was I was just a like you're in the an extra in the Jungle Book or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> but that's I think everybody has that where they're like feel a certain way about that little bump yeah i was trying to find uh, like when i searched poisonous banana insect it was like poisonous banana spider uh, right but that's that about it sense. Okay. but then there are articles do dangerous spiders lurk in grocery store products <laughs> thank you scientific american for asking the tough questions i think the melon uh lobby is out here seeding the oh, urban spiders. legend uh soil with different banana myths because I that I've like heard that bananas like freeze your digestion, like make it so you can't digest your food. I've heard like definitely I've definitely freeze heard freeze your digestion. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, you won't digest your food for like three days uh, if you if you eat a banana. We're we're still dealing with the misinformation of lying assholes from the seventies to the nineties, where there was no real internet to like instantly fact check right. some like thing a teacher said, and we've got we're still walking through life with this this shitty information because I will not allow my digestive system to be stopped in its tracks with one bite of a banana. Just absolutely not. You know the most popular fruit in the world by uh, sheer metric tons that are consumed by people. Oh, tomatoes. Wow. Mangoes are number seven. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mangoes uh, are in top 10. I'm proud of the mango for making top 10. Yeah. Mangoes are very popular, too. more popular in other countries. It's just America doesn't fuck with them as heavy as they should. Uh, great underrated, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you. I, I was going to say Apple was probably number one, but like because of the weight and Apple's number varieties. four. Oh, okay. what's number yeah. two? Oranges? 
Banana is number two. Orange at three. Watermelon's number three, I think, just Ooh. because of sheer size. Oh, right. Because of volume. Right, right, right. I still don't understand uh, how they grapes. get this, They make the seedless one. And I don't think I want to know, but it's, it don't freaks me it. out. Never it freaks me it. out. It's some yeah. kind of eugenics, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm yeah. off that. Uh, all right, I'm guys, let's take that. a quick break <laughs> and we'll, we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, so is Donald Trump back on TV. I still love how little people give a shit. Like the fact that like I didn't need to even hear about this. Yeah. He was on Hannity two nights ago. Yeah. It was just nice to hear. Like, I, I think I've truly forgotten how much we've the news cycle has just changed to be like, forget that guy. And like, let's kind of pretend that everything's not bad. Uh, but for reading his name in a headline, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Why is his name yeah. popping up in the political section right. again? It's because he went on Han Hannity and your boy's out here pump faking again. He says, <clears throat> it's been a while since I've done this voice. I'm looking at it very seriously, beyond seriously, uh, uh -huh. from a legal standpoint. I don't want to really talk about it yet. It's a little too soon. That's wow. when being asked about a presidential run in 2024. I'm looking at it seriously, beyond seriously, in fact. Okay, you piece of shit who yeah. didn't do your homework. Oh, actually, <laughs> I loved I loved Nectar in the Civ. I actually beyond loved it, <laughs> Professor. I thought it was fantastic. It was beyond moving. Okay, please ask someone else another question now. Uh, I, the legal aspect of it is weird that he went there right away. Like, maybe it's because... He knows that he's in legal trouble and wants to kind of leverage his base against that legal trouble or make that part of the story of, well, you have to I have to stay out of jail if you want me to run for president. It's the it's the I'd show you my tax returns, but I'm under audit methodology is what it right. feels like where it's like, oh, I'm that not, would be wonderful. I'm saying I'm saying I'm going to do it, but really I'm going to give up this other reason because I don't really. At the end of the day, I'm just trying to bilk people for all their money. So I don't. So you I, think I, he might not run? Because uh, well, I mean, there we can, we'll talk about this in tomorrow's episode. But Ron DeSantis is starting to get more and more clout within the party, and that's that's a problem for Trump. It sounds like. So I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think re realistically, he's he really does have a ton of legal exposure, like all the Trump org shit. There's a lot of stuff to be determined. But I think the things that are known is that Don Jr is becoming now the, you know, I guess, Cardinal Richelieu to Trump's Louis XIV uh, right. and is like the main whisperer now. So I don't know. I mean, I can see his kids just basically fighting over the last name to try and get their own shit going. So, yeah, it's like everything That's... with him. He's always pump faking. It seems like everything in his life can just be answered with, uh, I can't comment because there's an ongoing investigation. Like every aspect of his entire existence is ongoing investigation. Right. And yeah. That's like, yeah. it's like he can't say no about something that's happening with him. Yeah. It, uh, I'm just glad he's not on TikTok, is he? No. Oh, he is. He does sick recipes <laughs> with uh, <laughs> like Frito Lay chips and stuff in, the, in an air fryer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. his, <laughs> his dances are cute. 
but like it's not like he like fully nails them but it's just like fun he like has fun with it you know yeah um just like anna was talking about in the trends episodes where he's he's blowing open just the biggest controversies he's like the thing you don't know about dr fauci and he has like, all this text behind it. Just check it out. I mean, that's all it takes nowadays, I feel like, for, you know, a substantial percentage of the population to get behind somebody is like a 30 second catchy TikTok video. That's like, that's yeah. all it takes. As funny as that image is, it's like, it's also kind of scary in a way that, oh, that, oh that's all it takes to, to get people to go to the uh, polls and, and vote a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. He would also get on there and like have really spicy takes about like these the love lives of like the various TikTok stars and yeah. like who was breaking up with who. Like he did. He's with. like Jack Harlow. He's kidding himself. He's not. He's, <laughs> him and Addison not gonna last. Not gonna Robert, last. Robert, get out of there. He, she's cheating on you. Uh, the his his advice for uh, Robert Pattison. Yeah, one of one of the greats to ever do the gossip game. Uh, speaking of Fauci, let's talk about what. Trump's voters who are statistically way more likely than uh, the rest of the country to be holding out on getting the vaccine, doing a wait and see on that one. Somebody did a focus group with them and asked, like, what would it take for you guys to fucking get vaccinated so the the rest of the world can proceed? And their demands are, first of all, don't show me Fauci. Okay, because I've had enough of that guy. Oh, that was a thing like we're averse to Fauci imaging. Yeah, we've had enough of him uh, because he was mean to dear leader. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Okay, what else, honey? Uh, This is my favorite one. Don't talk about booster shots. Don't even I don't want to hear about booster shots uh, (laughs) because that makes three ouchies and we don't want to have to think about that. So um, because we're so fucking tough. It's I don't want to un- have three ouchies. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And then the other one kind of tying into that. Don't bully people who are vaccine holdouts, which is impossible because they oh, think everything off. is bullying. Like you can't disagree with them without them thinking they're being bullied. They think they're bullied for being white Christians in America when, in fact, they are the most privileged group of humans, maybe in the history of our species. Um and they're just like such fucking hothouse flowers that just the very like first uh, hint of a pushback on anything about their worldview feels like, ah, you're bullying me. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's really just soft, weak weakness. Uh, yeah. Is is a, don't be so be, be gentle. Don't bully us. me because I'm anti science and I'm using this agency argument to create more risk for other people that's bullying also yeah. i'm not my ego is not so fragile that if you disagree with me i will take it as an attack <laughs> and also by the way participation trophies are bullshit you shouldn't be giving those right, to right. kids <laughs> <laughs> but trump right. had 75 million votes <laughs> yeah yeah the same people who don't want participation trophies are the same ones who are saying don't bully uh vaccine holdouts and and listen, I'm I am a guy who believes in uh, you know the existence of the possibility of Bigfoot and climate change, right? So it's like these people right. can't even see the image of science. That's what I think. That's what Fauci represents to a lot of us is like, oh, science and progress, right? You know, helping us live better lives and be not sick. And they see the devil. Um, it, it right. It, oh, it just it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. It's all about what got politicized when their 
president was having to spin a giant web of like self uh congratulatory lies but i do think like maybe like the the thing about them not wanting to hear about the booster shots like are they just anti-vaxxers for the same reason that like my three-year-old is an anti-vaxxer because he doesn't like needles and he thinks it's gonna hurt like do (laughs) can we solve this with just i don't know giving them something stickers stickers (laughs) lollipops all that kind of stuff yeah you think I think the the Fauci thing is the really the most telling because it's all about the supremacy of their ideology, right? Is that right. they get together and if as long as they all agree with each other, then that's reality. But the second you introduce someone in the form of an expert, in the form of Dr. Fauci, a scientist who is one of, you know, when you're having an argument with someone about the COVID, you probably don't want to argue with Dr. Fauci because you can't right. be like, oh, what are you, some kind of doctor, which is what. This is how right. discourse works with conservatives. They go, what are you, some kind of economist? What are you, some kind of historian? What are you, some kind of doctor? It's like, yeah, I am. Uh-huh. And then they're like, well. <laughs> so they don't want to see that because it's a, it's a direct threat to like their superiority, superiority or perceived superiority of their ideology. So it's like everything to protect. It's all again. It all goes down to the fragility of everything that they stand for, because anything that would even manage to introduce a thought that would begin dismantling that is anathema to them. So they have to avoid it at all costs. And now we're at a point because white supremacy is so illogical. They're like, I'm sorry, I can't talk to historians. I can't talk to doc. I can't talk to anyone. I just need to talk to other racists. That's it. Yeah. That's, right. the only, the only, that's the only place I can be now. Yeah. Well, they're also not, not too happy about uh, where Britney Spears is at with uh, this whole black lives matter <laughs> situation. Yeah. Yeah. She posted a pro Black Lives Matter post on Instagram and that a lot of her followers were like, great, Brittany, that's that's awesome. And then some of them were like, see, we knew it was being controlled by (laughs) Antifa and she's uh, still she's not free. This isn't Brittany. Britney's right. racist, like me. She would never do this. <laughs> if you play Britney's first cassette backwards, you will hear. <laughs> you will hear Mein Kampf. You will right. hear Mein Kampf. It's that easy, folks. But the photo she posted, black man holding a sign that says, white people have generational wealth, black people have generational trauma. Hashtag, we are not the same. Hashtag BLM. And she just put, just saying, black lives matter. You know, because mm. this is on the, this is as everyone's waiting to hear what the Chauvin jury is going to do and, and, you know, try and quantify what the cost is to murder a black man. Uh, she this is her contribution for whatever, however she saw fit. But, yes, the idea that these people immediately took their some people because a lot of people were like, hell, yeah, great, Brittany. But then, you yeah. know, there's also the spooky racists that always are in the comments saying, like, you know, this isn't it. This this is why we got a free Brittany. But it's like, hold on. For a group that is so interested in liberation, it's really wild to see how selective right. that outrage is. In the case of black liberation, you're like, right. oh, no, 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 no. This is her dad. This is her dad. Yeah. This is all bad. Like, I think it's just more, we're just starting to see how people are can always just take something now. There's always like nine different realities for you to walk down based on whatever parasocial relationship you have with a social media account. Yeah. It has all the telltale marks of the work of a 70-something uh, white Southern man, mm-hmm. this 
this post. Yeah. So they're, yeah, and they're on to something with this being controlled by your dad, for sure. I mean, the multiverse is real and we're living in it. And so many mm. different parallel universes are existing simultaneously in this country, depending on, like you said, it's like, what, what information are you taking and consuming? And that builds your reality. And there's so then now because of fractured media and everything else, there's so many different realities coexisting simultaneously that it's it's really dangerous. And then you mix into the pot this whole conspiracy theory uh, mentality that has pervaded almost everything now, which plays out in the comments like, oh, she's still being controlled or, you know, someone who's controlling her is posting this to try to elicit some kind of nefarious uh, plan. Right. It's like, no, Brittany is not. You know, she's not an idiot. She could see like, yeah. the value, like she's a human being. Yeah, she's a human being. And there's nothing wrong with like admitting the privilege you've had. Like I, people are still right. so resistant to that. Like you can't acknowledge that. But it's I mean, like, Ryan, did your family own slaves? Did your family own slaves? You know what? And the, on, uh, you know what? And, and I'm part Irish and I'm part <laughs> Irish. The Irish, you right. know, that we that were slaves too. Yeah. It's like there's right. a big difference between indentured servants and slaves. And, you know, people don't want to even have that discussion. And it's just like, oh, man, like it, it is frustrating. But it's also like, OK, you want to also ask a person like that, say, OK, so that was bad. Right. You agree. Slave, even how you right. perceived your oh, yeah. own oppression, that's bad. Correct. So we should stand in opposition to any form of much because you talk about the suffering of your people. You, would you want that perpetrated against others as well? Or no, you just use that as a fucking just coin to throw in the fucking poker game of shitty takes. Like, come on now. Their yeah. inability. So there's this. Uh, we we talked on yesterday's episode about this genre of uh, Minneapolis braces for verdict. Cities across America are bracing for the verdict in the Derek Chauvin murder trial. And there's this Wall Street Journal one that I thought was interesting in that so that first of all they're reporting on a new direction that police forces across America are taking based on just an absurdly low bar that they're using to judge the disaster that was the police response to protests last summer and it basically like one of the things that they say the police got wrong is that they struggled to handle the disparate nature of last summer's protests around the city and figure out who was leading them. Like, and that suggests to me that they can't conceive of a version of this where it's just everybody responding as human beings to seeing other human beings treated unfairly. They are like, well, we didn't get to the bottom of like the vast conspiracy that was getting all these people out in the streets. It was just like it's these are the police reports. We talked about how like city council reports on like L.A. Uh, PD's response to protest was like that was very bad and you shouldn't be allowed to have weapons if that's how you're going to respond. These these. Uh, new directions are coming from like their internal reports where they're much more gentle in evaluating how just completely and utterly they fucked everything up. Mm. It um, makes me a new so, direction. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's the whole, like, where, where was George Soros? What was he doing? Is he the one, like the right. idea, like you said, that they can't what? find a leader. 
You know what I mean? It's like, right. oh, these are all right. these are all actors. They're paid protesters. They're Antifa. They're, it's like, no, you can't just accept the fact that when you believe that the world is controlled by a puppet master, right? And you and you buy into that whole conspiratorial mindset in such a deep way. Now everything is a result of the puppet master, right? And so these protests must be a puppet. That must be something the puppet master did because the puppet master controls everything, even when it seems yeah, right. like it's a good thing. Like the whole antichrist narrative in the, like for Christianity, it's like, well, the antichrist is going to fool everybody. He's going to bring about world peace. He's going to unite all the world governments. And then he's going to be like, hey, I'm the <laughs> devil. It's like, Party wait. time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, let's go back to the things. Ending all war. Like. That's how you know <laughs> this is going to be bad <laughs> for the human race. I mean, that just shows you the Christians are capitalists. They're like, peace? You can't make money off of that. That's the devil's work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Seriously. Oh, bless, bless these little idiots' hearts who just... It's like... It's like a, like your grandparent, like, oh, grandma, I can't find the other sock in the dryer. She's like, what? It's that damn dryer troll. Yeah. Get the shotgun. <laughs> I had enough of this motherfucker stealing my no, goddamn Never mind, socks. grandma, never mind. <laughs> no. Get I'm, I'm, I'm shooting the shit out of this dryer. I'm not today, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yo. Hold on. Oh, my bad. It was just under the bed. Right. Oh. Yeah. It just got sucked into the side. Sorry, look, I'm and grandma's like, look, I'm a little over leveraged in the troll market right now. <laughs> I'm explaining a lot of my own, my early onset dementia, which might be happening right now. Uh, so, <laughs> like, oh, geez. Where'd all my underpants go then? Right. The underpants trolls. That's, those are real, though. Not sock trolls are not real, but underpants trolls. <laughs> we can all agree. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Let us be clear. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about UFOs. And we're back. And let's talk real quick about just how the GOP outrage. So that that's it's interesting because usually the way that this works is Democrat gets into office. Republican outrage becomes like very strong and like Fox News ratings start shooting through the roof and, you know, there's suspicion of the party in power. And so there's just this vast like uprising of outrage from from the right. Um, yeah, but it feels like funded. Right. AstroTurfers. Yeah. But it feels like because Trump like sort of ran his campaign as ran his entire administration like he wasn't in office. Like he was always talking about things like he couldn't do anything because the other people, the Democrats were being mean. It, it feels like there's just not that like it. There feels like there's less outrage. now. Yeah, The logic just kind of got too twisted up and just being openly racist and feeling comfortable in that, that it, it's kind of lost something like they all realize like they're on this ghost ship. That kind of right. just didn't go anywhere and like, wait, what, what do we believe? Because right now, they, it's just like they they can they contradict themselves like within moments because right. they have nothing like all they can do is react and just be like, fuck it. Uh, if, if it's something to do with black liberation or the justice system, we'll deploy attacks about, you know, violent people or that they're actually the violent ones. Case in point, uh, when Maxine Waters, 82 year old black woman, congressperson. Uh, from the L.A. area 
said this in regards to someone asking what what should happen if Derek Chauvin is not convicted. She said, we got to stay on the street. We've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they know that we mean business. Uh-huh. No lies detected there in terms no. of you saying this is what has to have. We have to be more in our advocacy in our activism, it has to go up a notch because clearly this is not enough. There, there, are, there aren't enough people participating to send a message to people that this is actually something we are rejecting. Again, the GOP, the racist funhouse mirror that it is, it took these words as incitement and you got people saying all kinds of shit like uh, Marjorie Taylor Geheimstadtspolizei. <laughs> or Margie Taylor Green. I'm sorry. What did I say? Is that, the, is that the formal name of the Gestapo? I don't know. I get it all mixed up. But she said that this was leading to drive-bys on National Guardsmen. Now, there, I think there was a drive-by uh, dealing in like that area or whatever. But it has nothing to do with whatever Maxine Waters said and trying to tie everything. Like, you know, people were trying to ask for a mistrial. Uh, his right. Derek Chauvin's attorneys were trying to get a mistrial because of what she said. Meanwhile, Marjorie Taylor Green posts shit like, the squad's worst nightmare with Ilhan Omar, AOC, and Rashida Tlaib, and she's holding a motherfucking assault rifle. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what is this? Just got finished literally storming the Capitol. Like, their ideology just caused an insurrection. And literally inciting. They had us, they had the main stage at fucking just Clanchella to fucking (laughs) get everybody all worked up to go march on the Capitol. And, then you go on Kevin McCarthy. He's, oh, he can't believe it. He's saying Maxine Waters is inciting violence in Minneapolis, just as she had has incited it in the past. If Speaker Pelosi doesn't act against this dangerous rhetoric, I will bring action this week. Miss me with all this shit. Have you, have you bothered to hear anything what your people say? Even the judge in the fucking Chauvin trial was like, that it was abhorrent. Her comments were like, make, like honored the logic of that. While also saying, go nah. get fucked with your demand for a re, uh, mistrial. Yeah. I mean, this is, you can, I mean, we've, we, if you've listened to this show enough, we've covered the wild shit that comes out of these people's mouths. So for them to turn around, it's like, it's just, it's like, okay, whatever. We don't care because at the end of the day, we know where you're at. If your reaction to us demanding justice sounds like an attack to you, right. then you really need to think about what you stand for. Right. And what's your definition of any of these words are? Because we're not asking every white person bow at the feet of black America. So right. we may be the dominant ones. We're saying, yo, apply the fucking justice system equally. Get fucking have. Let's have a reckoning with slavery for real, for real. So we can begin to heal as a country. And if you're going, like, that's an attack. Uh Oh, right. you in trouble and your worldview is completely fucked up. The uh, remember that racist Baltimore cop who was caught on his body cam, like saying just wildly racist things. One of the things he said was that, like, he heard that there were uh, like young white girls lining up to kiss black people's feet. So, like, oh, that right. is what they're yeah. those, wow. like your uh, satirical hypothetical is what they're telling each yeah. other to get in, worked up because the the worst possible thing for this kind of white American is an inversion of the racial balance of power. Right. And that's what they think it is. Yeah. Right. It's not because, and I think if you, if you get that, then you already, you're actually acknowledging the game itself, meaning it, you are yeah. on top and other people are on the bottom. Right. 
And if your fear is that inversion, then you are you you actually know how fucked up it is. But you're saying, oh, shit, I don't want to oh, be absolutely. on the other side of what we do to black people. Fuck yes. that. Oh, yes. no, 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 no. But that's not. And so but that's why I don't like there are some people who are just not going to be able to connect those dots because they only want to do the one that is the direct threat to their agency or supremacy or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. People forget, too, that like everybody just wants the shot, you know? Everybody just wants to be able to mm -hmm. be happy and have the shot to live the life they want. And like like that inversion thing, you said it beautifully because it, it, it is that white people are so scared of like, I don't want to be treated the way I've been treating other people. And it's that it scares them to death and it's guilt. And so it's doubling down on that cult leader yeah. that was mm -hmm. proven to be a fraud. It, it's just it's just mind boggling. We all just everybody just wants the chance and the grace, the level of grace and like uh, uh, calm and just keeping your shit together that the victim always has to have is right. mind blowing to me. Like, you know, the fact that people who have been oppressed for generations and generations, they just want the same access, like as opposed to the revenge, because white people are like the white people who are scared are like, it's also like, well, if I was them, I'd be fucking right. people up. You know what I mean? And that's right. what they're yeah. scared of. It's the devil inside that they realize that yeah. if in the other position, the way they would behave, the way they'd react is yeah. not calm and it's not with grace. And so they're like, well, other people can't have grace. I don't have it. No, they right. do, motherfucker. And they've been trying to do this uh, through protests, through peaceful protesting, through all this stuff. And it scares them to think that what they would do in that situation. Mm. Yeah. It's a uh, look. I'm just telling you, like white people, we don't have time to fucking want to seek revenge on every single white person. Like we don't have time for that. We're we're so consumed by surviving. The last thing is like, fuck, you know what? I want mm. revenge on. No. So right. that's why we're asking. So we're asking for like measurable outcomes, I'm not asking yeah. for abstract shit. Like we need to be the kings of America, kings and queens and whatever the fuck this like. No, but that's what no one. They're not able to see that because I think they look at equality or whatever this is. Uh, equity is a zero sum game that can only be extent like that. They're sitting on it and, and they're trying to poke people away while they sit on this whatever perceived throne they're on. Right. And they have to make up a hypothetical version of reality where the thing that they're doing to other people is being done to them like that's that's how they have to like get themselves psyched up to, yeah wow yeah. hell of a hell of a mind pretzel to be in yeah uh i think and ryan like you said i think there's guilt in there too that makes it extra strong and makes them clamp down extra hard on their bullshit beliefs because they know at a certain level that they're wrong they just don't want it's, to, it's a lot that has to break free. Yeah. And it's so freeing to admit you're wrong too. And it's you know? when we were kids, we told ourselves like when we're older, when we're adults, weed's going to be legal everywhere. Uh, everything's, the world's going to be great. Uh, America's going to be even better. And generation X and in, in, in a lot of regards has dropped the ball because we were kind of taught that racism was a thing of the past. Right. Um, and that we yep. conquered racism and slavery and so generation x was grew, grew up in grade school and, and high school you know being like we defeated racism and slavery we're no longer racist you know and then we come to realize like 
oh no, we it's like we got rid of the mascot for racism. Uh, meanwhile, the organization has been operating full tilt behind, you know, office doors the whole time. And mm-hmm. we just, you know, took down the sign out front that was like yeah. advertising it to the world. Yeah. And we didn't want it. We don't want to admit that. Like, oh, no, you mean, oh, 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 oh shit. Oh, OK. Right. right. But I never. We defeated racism. Yeah. Right. Let's make soul man. That's why we can make soul man. (laughs) See Thomas Howell because racism doesn't exist. We did it y'all. Yeah. It's just funny. It's just silly to even (laughs) think about that sort of thing. No racism. No, it's just, don't be silly. It's just, it's a silliness. That's what that was. Come on. Let's talk real quick about UFOs. So the military is now basically openly, part of the we don't know what the fuck it is we're taking it seriously if y'all have any ideas like come on hit us up <laughs> thanks you know my number you know where i live like let let's go and the, there's this new article uh from a place that i did not link off to that i will find in a second but uh where they're just pointing out like so now the only holdouts really uh are like science uh like kind of established scientists still seem like they're just kind of doing the hand wave dismissive like oh aliens are gonna come and visit and uh i just i need them to explain like if they have an explanation for these like aerial events that are impossible to explain within the bounds of physics like what just hit us up like let us know but it seems like the comments you could get people actually interested in science if you hadn't had an explanation that made sense for those Tic Tacs flying around and then, you know, dropping from 80,000 feet to 20,000 feet in mere seconds and then moving out like without regard to inertia and then like descending into the ocean like that. That shit doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it doesn't make any sense now to the the uh, military doesn't make sense to the CIA. There's a big CIA report coming in June that where they're just going to it's going to be an unredacted report uh, that they give to Congress. It's just like, all right, here's what we know, y'all. And they're, they're apparently, you know, former CIA heads of the CIA, CIA directors are like, uh, yeah, it's going to be wild because there's more than you guys realize out there. And we don't really know. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. Yeah, it's a it's <laughs> it's almost like Uncle Sam can't open the the pickle jar, and they're just like, "Hey, uh, you want to give a crack at the lid?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, "Okay, let's crowdsource oh. this shit." Yeah. yeah. Oof. I mean, disclosure is the formal word for it, and like, but here's the thing: I and and again, I don't have access to files, secret files in the Pentagon or anything like that. But it's sure you don't, Ryan. Sure you don't. If I wink, wink, uh, if I had to guess, (laughs) if I were to, (laughs) if if I were to guess, wink, wink about uh, what was going on, real disclosure might be happening in this form like you just described, where it's not the government needs to tell us everything they know about aliens. They're keeping it from us. That's what the idea of disclosure has been. I think real disclosure is the government coming out and saying, this is everything we don't know about aliens. Uh, We don't know. That's what real disclosure is, because my guess is they don't have any clue really either uh, when it comes to like having anywhere close to the full picture 
about all the unexplained phenomena. And it's also interesting. We have to pay attention to words, and we realize that nowadays. UFO has been the word forever, right? Um, and now Hillary Clinton went on Jimmy Kimmel and tried to brand UAP, you know, nationally. So people inside the world of ufology are now uh, using just sounds UAP. sounds like a crypto to me. Right? Like it does. And uh, that's that track uh, Ben Shapiro really hated, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. UAP. But here's the thing it's like, you know, UFOs, they call it the ufology uh, world. So if UAP, it's uapology world. The um, It's like, I'm just not getting on board with that. And it's like they're trying to change, you know, the name and, you know, because UFO now has too many connotations about kooks and weirdos and, you know, people who go to monthly meetings like me to listen to people talk about their abductions. So it's like the idea, too, that the, the government is finally now disclosing all of this that they don't know and that they're confirming videos. The that's the big mystery now. It's not what's right. driving those uh, machines or objects. It's why now? Why have they finally, have they finally broken against the tide of people demanding evidence? I, I doubt it. So what, what, and there's conspiracies on both sides. There's conspiracies think that it's all a false flag just to try to mind control people like, oh, this is what happens. The government's now going to use all of this as a form of martial law. Uh, the aliens are here to take over. We have to control everything and shut everything down and control every aspect of your life now to protect you. There are those people who are pushing that narrative. And I'm not saying that, you know, you're the lead singer of your former, you know, favorite band is one of those people, but there is the fear narrative that is being pushed by a lot of the people who have taken like the forefront and the mantle of like the movement. Right. Right. And that's so I stupid just, to do that. Cause we've seen enough movies to know if they come, we were going to fuck the aliens up together. We're not going <laughs> to ask fucking Joe Biden to fuck. I'll be like, pull the fuck up. Come right. to fuck, come to North Hollywood. It's ugly motherfuckers. And we'll die out here. We don't give a fuck. Like, We've seen enough movies that, that that the feeling would be like, oh, fight them. I think a lot of people would be like, this is what we've been preparing for. Fucking yeah, to fight the been, <laughs> We've all just been waiting it's for somebody time. else to hate. Oh, isn't this great? Right. right. Um, yeah, and I think the fact that, you know, this started What's happening. What's the other side of ago. the coin? Well, the other side of the coin Conspiratorially. is. Well, the other side of the coin is that, you know, aliens have never. Uh, they've been coming around for decades and decades, if not longer and right. or UFOs, let's say UFOs, you know, just mm -hmm. we'll right. leave the aliens out of it for now. Uh, the unknown factor and could be transdimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Like, guess what's never happened in all of these sightings over the last, you know, 70 years since Roswell, there's never been an attack. There's never been something shot right. down. Uh, nothing on Earth has been blasted that we're aware of, et cetera, et cetera. And in fact, there are reports from former military people who have worked on bases that, un, you know, UFOs have been in the area and disabled nuclear devices uh, on that base. Right. And so if anything, right. they are trying to promote peace and like don't destroy yourselves don't destroy the planet you're living on so that's the other narrative right. that aliens are not here they're not coming to enslave us they're they're trying to help us you know evolve and they're like hey don't fuck it up all right <laughs> right exactly what the idiots doing what the fuck yeah. are they yeah. doing down there it's like a sims game where they're like rooting for the survival and advancement of the society to the point where for us the like, lemmings we can deal with it <laughs> 
<laughs> like we can right. actually deal with yeah. their existence. They're like, yeah, y'all aren't there yet. <laughs> now you would shit yourselves if we showed ourselves. They're trying to childproof Earth, right? It's like they're childproof. They're covering up all the electrical outlets. They're putting up the baby gates. They're right. like, okay, don't, don't fall Fuck. down the stairs, you stupid son of a bitch. Well, it's funny. And, it's funny that you mentioned that because there is all these stories from the Cold War where things like came very close to being an accidental, like hot nuclear war. Uh, and like things just broke a certain way. There was Stanislav Petrov is the famous one, the dude who like got the sign that like the world is about to end and then got that sign 20 more times. Like they're, they're sending nukes. You got to fire back. It was just like, I'm going to sit on this one because I don't know, like, even though that's the opposite of my job, I just like have a feeling. So like, I don't know, like it's, it's interesting. There's all, there's all sorts of like cases where like a bear set off an alarm and this bomber was like on its way to like take off to drop a nuclear bomb on Russia and like they caught it like right at the last second. I just wonder how many of those incidents, like UFOs, are just like, like, oh, or, fuck, like fuck, whoever fuck. is behind the UFOs is just like covering shit up, you know, like yeah. trying to like keep the keep humanity from destroying <laughs> itself. Well, that's the one thing we have to be careful uh, about is the and humans. We love the idea of having an outside savior of some kind. Right. right. And right. that's the one thing we really do have to be very careful about. Aliens aren't just going to, you know, save us from our, you know, you know, climate change disaster and all of this stuff. And, you know, we have to do the work ourselves. And, you know, some people kind of lean into it a little too much, like, oh, I'll do whatever I want. You know, I'll uh, I'll, I'll keep driving my us. Range Rover, my Range yeah, Rover, 13 yeah. miles per gallon. That's fine. You know, the, the aliens will come and yeah. save everything at the end. It's like, no, we I'm have sorry, to. What? <laughs> we have to. <laughs> we we have the to aliens do the work. got me. <laughs> yeah, the aliens got my. We're back, good, so. man. We're good, man. The aliens got us. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Oh no no no! All right. But the UFO world, it, the really fascinating thing about this is there's a real clear line in the sand um, between which side people are choosing to be on as far as like what they believe. You know, much like everything else in society has become very dualistic. Um, cause you have the fear-based side about it's all a false flag. Uh, you know, it's all going to be about mind control and, you know, the one world government taking control of you, which we know stems from racist propaganda, the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. And then you have the other side, which is the most advanced technology that, uh, aliens have is the power of, uh, they know how to harness essentially know how to harness consciousness and intention mm. and consciousness and that is that is their advanced technology that they're using and once we evolve into that we'll be able to do all this kind of stuff too um and it's all about light and love and kind of consciousness right and then the other side is yeah it's the one world government and you know the new world order right and it's a false you know it's fake and so you know where well, if it is that lie? light and love thing yeah if it's that light and love thing it would make sense that the military would be like we've got no fucking clue guys uh it's not a bomb they like I, they want a hug i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um but just to illustrate uh both this sort of dismissive attitude of experts and uh and also why i hate elon musk there somebody like asked him about that video uh, where the Tic Tac video and his response was, honestly, I think I would know if there were aliens. I, um, I'm so on board so, with this Elon Musk, anti Elon Musk bandwagon. It's go fuck yourself. Man. He's like littering space. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. All this fucking satellite. I don't know what the fuck. Whatever. Cool. You're. I think you, I would the, know. You got That's... the. You're the height beast of outer space. We get it, homie. You got <laughs> like, it early. That it's just like <laughs> such a fucking. Uh, he said about? that. I did not. I did not yeah. see that quote. I think I would know. Oh, I think I would oh. know, dude. Uh, you're talking to Elon Musk. I'm like the smartest dude in the whole world, and I even smoke weed. So, like, I would know. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they would tell me uh, Elon Musk again. You know, you've heard of me. Um, anyways, fuck that guy and Ryan. Uh, it's been such and a pleasure Ryan? having you. and <laughs> oh. Ryan and, and fuck that guy and Ryan and Ryan and that's Whoa, gonna be the end of this episode. <laughs> now, Ryan, as always, so fun having you, man. Where can people uh, find you, follow you, experience your work? Uh, well, thanks for having me on. It's, it's so great to see everybody again. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram at Rising. Um, I also am launching a new app very, very soon. Uh, we have a couple days left on the Kickstarter, which is being used to fund the uh, the up, the first major update we're going to do to the app once it's already on the market. So the app's coming. The Kickstarter is just there to supercharge it. It's called Crystallize. It's a crystal identification app uh, by photo. It's also going to have a directory of services, partners, organizations, a database for crystals, uh, and also going to have a bunch of information and resources as we showcase retailers, vendors, organizations, and other people who are prioritizing supply chain transparency, trying to push the conversation about ethically source crystals uh, forward. It's a very complicated, messy industry because there's no real regulation uh, in the crystal oh, market, wow. even though it's been even so though it's th- become a billion dollar industry. Right. There's like a De Beers of crystal. Yeah. Like they're like, right. That makes sense now because yeah. crystals are so popular that there's going to be just fucked up operations. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, but it's really difficult because, you know, every mine, you know, it, the United States has pretty good regulations for mining. Um, but so many of the crystals come from different mines in different countries. So it's, it's a, it's a lot to kind of try to lasso in. So we're just trying to bring a bunch of voices together and people who like geologists, witches, all kinds. So it's going to have like every POV, uh, writing short articles and giving information for consumers. Cause a lot of people buy crystals to try to feel good. And you can't feel good from something that's sourced from harm. So we're just trying to make people feel good about feeling good. Um, That's an aspect of the app called Crystallize, Crystal E-Y-E-S. So we're really excited because it's coming real soon. The Kickstarter is already 100% funded, but it's got some great discounts uh, and like, you know, rewards at a Kickstarter exclusive only like deals. So go to uh, crystallize.app backslash Kickstarter. Just go to crystallize.app and there's a link there to the Kickstarter. It runs until Sunday night. So I think, so about four more days. So uh, some great deals. And you do have uh, Steph Curry and his beautiful crystalline eyes uh, sponsoring. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually the the logo. logo You're right. Yeah. He's the, his eyes are the logo. (laughs) Crystallize. (laughs) Awesome. Is there a uh, tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, yeah. Um, one of my favorite musicians and just, yeah, he's, he's just an amazing, amazing person. Austin Lucas. His Twitter is Austin Lucas IND. And here, right. a recent tweet from him was, I don't know who needs to hear this, but comrade literally just means friend in a whole mess of Slavic languages. It isn't common code just a really sweet word that means something awesome thanks for coming to my ted talk comrades so that's the that's the tweet from austin uh who's brilliant his music is really incredible everyone should check him out 
Nice. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. A tweet I like is from at Zanbeans, X-A-N-B-E-A-N-S. So hope you're Uh-oh. not going too hard on the benzos. This one is a clip of someone clearly at like a brunch where it's like jazz guitar brunch, but they're playing Spodiote Dopalicious. And uh, this tweet, Shoddy Arabia is the name of the display name of the account. But he thought nobody was going to know this song, but he didn't account for my black ass being there. And I just want to play it because I just want to play this little clip because it's just so funny to hear jazz brunch, Spodiote Dopalicious. And then in the clip, the jazz players kind of respond to her singing. The, dude, the guy in this like mandolin's like, hey, okay, All right. <laughs> somebody likes Outcast. So you're like, hold on, bro. I, I like that crossover of Outcast fan and mandolin, mandolin player. dungeon family. Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A tweet I liked. So uh, the, there was the headline: COVID nineteen denier Ted Nugent has tested positive for COVID nineteen, and Blank Patch tweeted: "You have two wishes left." <laughs> the um, <laughs> Cola Scola at Cole Sucks tweeted, I can't quote, I can't sleep with a fan on. And his response is, okay, goodbye forever, I guess. Um, <laughs> how I live my life. It's a hard <laughs> rule. And then uh, Colin Swamp Trash Crawford tweeted, everyone is saying buffets are gonna, aren't going to come back. And I'm like, what country have you been living in? And I drove by a buffet the other day, uh, a seafood buffet, and it was fucking packed. So they're coming back. They're Fish coming can't back. get COVID. Fish can't get COVID, man. That's right. <laughs> That's right, man. You heard me, We man. know. We know. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Hello. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song we think you should go check out. Uh, Miles, what song should people be checking out? The track's called Latin Jungle, Bad and Heavy, parenthetical. It's a parenthetical by D Don't Care, but it's just got this. You know, for all my, you know, jungle fans out there uh, from the the musical genre, the electronic music genre, uh, this is a great sort of flip of like a Latin piano loop, but then giving you those jungle drums that you just love and you feel like it's 93 and you're in a warehouse. So let's ride out on that. This is D Don't Care, Latin Jungle, Bad and Heavy, and you got to get it on SoundCloud. Go check that out on SoundCloud. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio. Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.